0: This is an AlertUSA Threat Journal Homeland Security Weekly Update for Saturday, August 28, 2021. This week in Security News, on ten occasions this week, AlertUSA subscribers were notified via SMS messages to their mobile devices regarding a variety of safety and security matters. First up, Kabul. On Thursday, Alerts USA subscribers were some of the first in the U.S. to learn of a suicide bomber detonating near the Abbey Gate entrance to Harman Karzai International Airport as civilians continued to seek flights out of Taliban-controlled Afghanistan. According to U.K. Defense Minister Ben Wallace, the ISIS-affiliated bomber walked into the middle of families waiting outside the gate before detonating the explosive device. Thirteen U.S. service members, including U.S. Marines and a U.S. Navy medic, were killed and more than a dozen others injured in the attack. In total, at least 90 people were killed and 150 more wounded. There are multiple reports that U.S. citizens who had gone to the area around the airport had been warned before the attack to leave immediately. Also prior to the attack, a number of countries, including Germany, the Netherlands, and Canada, had announced that they could no longer conduct flights. On Friday, Pentagon spokesman John Kirby said the United States believes there are still specific, credible threats against the airport after the bombing. This attack was quickly claimed by the Islamic State in Khorasan Province, or what is referred to as ISIS-K. As of the time of this report's preparation Friday evening, no one has an accurate handle as to how many American citizens and green card holders remain in the country. Depending upon the source, this number ranges from the hundreds to the thousands. According to White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, quote, The next few days of this mission will be the most dangerous period to date. Next up, there's growing concern in the US and EU about the dangers of taking in tens of thousands of Afghani refugees, the majority of which are military age males who, despite assurances of the Biden State Department, have not been properly vetted, if this is even possible. Long before the disastrous situation currently playing out with the Taliban takeover of Afghanistan and the panicked rush for the exits, European nations have been grappling with a wave of vicious immigrant attacks against women, and the attackers are coming disproportionately from Afghanistan. Most recently, in June, the Austrian city of Tallinn declared a full stop to any further refugee admissions. As the mayor made clear, this decision was aimed at Afghanis, but for legal and administrative reasons it could only be enforced in a global way. The tipping point, after a series of disturbing incidents all emanating from Afghanis, was the brutal gang rape of a 15-year-old girl snatched from the street on her way home, dragged away, and serially abused by Afghani refugees. You can find more on these stories in the latest issue of the Threat Journal email newsletter. Next up, in public health news, as of the time of this report's preparation Friday evening, Johns Hopkins University reports that there have been just under 637,000 deaths in the U.S. officially attributed to the SARS-CoV-2 virus. According to the CDC and the Assistant Secretary of Preparedness and Response, total new deaths in the U.S. over the last seven days were just under 6,049, which is an increase of 11% over last week. Total confirmed COVID-19 hospital admissions in the U.S. over the last seven days was just over 86,000, which is an increase of 6% over last week. In Canada, case numbers and hospitalizations are increasing in all provinces. In Latin America and the Caribbean, Mexico leads the region in new COVID-attributed deaths followed by Brazil and Argentina. In Europe, most EU nations have reopened and are accepting travelers from the US, though social restrictions and the need for proof of vaccination vary widely. Some EU nations are also experiencing anti-lockdown and COVID-restriction riots and protests. In Japan, the head of the Tokyo Metropolitan Medical Association declared that ivermectin has demonstrated significant benefits in reducing infections and deaths and, while clinical trials were important, it was time to allow doctors to prescribe ivermectin to their patients. Here at Alerts USA, we prefer hydroxychloroquine, zinc sulfate, vitamin D3, and a few other things mixed in for prophylaxis, but to each his own. Also this week, the Pentagon has ordered all U.S. service members to get their COVID-19 vaccine as soon as possible or face a wide range of punishments, from sitting down with a doctor to have the risks of refusing explained, all the way up to a court-martial. More than 800,000 service members out of around 1.4 million still need to get their shots, according to the Pentagon. In travel security news, listeners are reminded that a National Terrorism Advisory System Bulletin is in effect, warning of the threat posed by domestic terrorists, individuals and groups engaged in grievance-based violence, and those inspired or motivated by foreign terrorists and other malign foreign influences. As a reminder, last week, Alert USA subscribers were notified that the Transportation Security Administration had extended face mask requirements for everyone, vaccinated or not, across all U.S. transport networks, including at airports, on commercial aircraft, buses, and rail systems through January 18th of 2022. Additionally, the CDC also still requires all air passengers entering the U.S., including U.S. citizens and legal permanent residents, to present a negative COVID-19 test taken within three calendar days of departure or proof of recovery from the virus within the last 90 days. If you are planning travel abroad this summer, regardless of the destination, AlertUSA strongly recommends checking out the U.S. State Department's travel website as well as that of the CDC for safety, security, and health considerations, in addition to U.S. government travel guidance. We also recommend that you take a few minutes to register your trip with the State Department's Smart Traveler Enrollment Program. This is just letting the State Department know that you will be visiting such and such countries on particular dates and giving them some basic contact information. By doing this, if something bad happens in the nation you are visiting, such as a terrorist attack, a natural disaster, a coup, an outbreak of war, or whatever, the ability of the U.S. government to render aid is made significantly easier if the embassy knows you are in the country and how to contact you. The current situation in Afghanistan is a perfect example of why this is important. In addition to U.S. government travel guidance, Alert USA also regularly recommends taking a few minutes to visit the equivalent websites of the Canadian, Australian, and British governments, to see the travel guidance that those nations are providing to their citizens, as threats, assessments, and travel restrictions are always articulated differently and thus may provide additional insights regarding the threat environment at your destination. You can find more on each of the stories in this report in the latest issue of the Threat Journal email newsletter. If you are not already a subscriber, simply visit ThreatJournal.com and sign up today. The publication is free and a copy of this week's issue will be immediately sent to you via email. If you would like to receive breaking threat and incident alerts on your mobile device, visit alertsusa.com. AlertUSA continues to monitor the overall domestic and international threat environment and will immediately notify service subscribers via SMS messages and email of new alerts, warnings and advisories, or any other factors which signal a change in the overall threat picture for American citizens as events warrant. This has been an Alerts USA Threat Journal Homeland Security Weekly Update for Saturday, August 28, 2021.